Psalm 118.22 says the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. So for anyone that doesn't know what a cornerstone is, let me educate you. By definition, it is an important quality or feature on which a particular thing depends or is based. It's a stone that forms the base of a corner of a building joining two walls. Some of us have been between the two walls and we don't even realize that we're the reason that the wall is still being held up, okay? They can reject you, but God is choosing you to be the cornerstone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to a live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan, and this is a show all about getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. So today I'm bringing you a message. I will admit it is really early in the morning. It is 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I am up recording. Why? I felt in my spirit earlier this week that I needed to uh, come back on and start the show again. I was taking a little bit of a break. I started a new job a couple of months ago, and there's just been a lot of transition in my life personally, so I took a break. And I have literally been feeling like, oh, well, there is so much inside of me that I want to get out, but I feel like God is trying to draw out the water so that we can help replenish the lives of individuals, their thoughts about themselves, and really help restore confidence in God and what he says about who we are and whose we are. Because so often we get caught up in this world and this world wants to tell us who we are, what we can do, what we can achieve. And God is like, I didn't say that. That's what you picked up from what is happening in the world. That's what you're starting to believe about yourself. But that's not what I say about you. That's not how I see you. Your family may have rejected you. Your job may have rejected you. People that you've been in personal and romantic relationships with may have rejected you, but God has never left us. And so this morning I woke up in the middle of the night uh, pretty early because I fell asleep a little bit earlier with my daughter and I couldn't get any rest. And of course, uh, sometimes when you wake up in the middle of the night, you get distracted, you get on social media. And you do everything other than pray or talk to God or read your word. And I couldn't get back to sleep. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? There's a reason that I'm up. It's probably because I didn't do what I was supposed to do before I went to bed, which was record this message. I even went out and took a picture of the inspection sticker on my car because today uh, during my lunch break, I had a thought that we think about our vehicles in rejection. A vehicle, when it's rejected, you cannot drive it. When we can't drive our vehicles, we take it to a body shop to get repaired. But what happens when we are rejected in life? 
oftentimes we don't equate that to taking ourselves back to God, taking ourselves back to our maker to really help us become the men and women that he called us to be. We tend to focus on so many other things and he wants to really restore us. He wants to help us. He wants to give us peace. He wants to give us guidance. But in the midst of that, we're experiencing life. We're going through things. And those things aren't always easy to deal with. And so I looked up the definition of rejection. Rejection by definition is a now. And one definition is the spurning of a person's affections. And another definition is dismissing or refusing a proposal, idea, or et cetera. In Latin, it means to throw back. So when we think about what that sounds like, it doesn't sound like a positive thing. It's not a positive thing. It doesn't feel good to be rejected, to feel like you are not enough, to feel like you don't measure up, but it's in the eyes of maybe someone else that doesn't understand your value. Just because someone doesn't value you doesn't mean that you aren't valuable. The word says in Psalms that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are his works. You are a work of God. You are, he literally formed us in our mother's womb. He knows the number of hairs on our heads. People don't know that. People only see what we allow them to see. And people are going to treat you how they choose to treat you because it's their choice. That doesn't mean that you have to put up with how people treat you. You can always walk away because you can set healthy boundaries. But oftentimes, if we've been rejected enough, we're going to run after and chase after those people and those things that we hold so dear or that we esteem because we feel like that's what gives us our value. And I'm here today to remind you that your value does not come from people. Your value comes from God. And I can speak about this because I felt this. I have currently been going through a season of feeling rejected sometimes feeling abandoned and wanting to figure out how can I make it right? What can I do? How much more can I give? How much more can I say? But at some point, you have to be okay with walking away and realizing that God did not put us on this earth to, of course, go through those things necessarily. Some of us, he has graced us to be able to go through those things like Jesus, because even in the word, it says that he was first rejected. John 15, 18, it says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. The difference is Jesus was perfect. He's the only man that was perfect that lived on this earth. And God gave him an assignment. He knew he would be rejected. The rejection was a part of his purpose. But what's funny about that is, even in the midst, it was probably extremely difficult to go through that rejection, but he knew that there would be a reward in the end. So for some of us, we may not understand why we go through the things that we go through. And I'm starting to see more clearly. The reason that I retitled this show Confidence Restored is because I realized a lot of us are walking around, we're pretending to be confident. We're pretending to be self-assured. We're pretending to love ourselves. But in all actuality, if we do not go back to the source, it's superficial. Because as soon as someone tells you that you're not beautiful, as soon as someone tells you that you're not good enough, as soon as someone chooses someone else over you, 
for that job or in that relationship, then your worth is attached to how they see you, not how God sees you. And so that's why confidence restored is really restoring confidence in who God says you are and knowing that we are his children. We are heirs to the throne, but somehow along the way, we've forgotten that. And I woke up this morning and I said, I have a message that I feel like I have to get out. And I know that it's for someone else, but I also know that that message is for me. Anything that I get, I tend to either write it down on my phone or I make a catalog of it because I know that these aren't things that are just popping up in my head. The devil, meaning the enemy, would make me think, oh, God's not talking to you. You're still making mistakes. You're not perfect. You didn't get that right. You couldn't fix that problem. And I'm starting to realize more what condemnation is. Condemnation separates us from God because we feel like I can't go back to you and talk to you, God, because I made some mistakes. I'm going to tell you now, don't put me on a pedestal because I'm not perfect. I make mistakes just like everyone else. But for some reason in today's day and age, people have put individuals on a pedestal and they forget that they are human. They forget that they go through the same things. And what I find interesting is when people go through the same things that they judge you about, they will tend to say it's different when it's them or if it's someone that they know or maybe an experience that they had. Now their perspective can be shifted to understand what someone else may be going through. But no one else can tell you how to go through your life better than the author himself. No one else can really guide you like he can. That being said, I think he does put people in our lives to be able to impart messages and encourage us and inspire us along the way. But you have to be able to go to God and say, help me discern whether this is from you or whether this is from the enemy. And that is really important in this day and age because many will be deceived in these days and times. And we're seeing that many will be deceived and led astray. But that is because the enemy sets out to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to lie to you about who you are. He wants to lie to you about who you are. He wants to tell you that because your father left, because your mother abandoned you, that you are not worth anything. The devil is a liar. So for anyone that is dealing with issues of abandonment or rejection that started from your childhood, if your parents chose not to raise you or they chose not to be in your life, that was their choice. That doesn't mean that you are any less valuable because they didn't choose you. God chose you. In Deuteronomy 14, 2, it says, you have been set apart as holy to the Lord your God, and he has chosen you from all of the nations of the earth to be his own special treasure. Just because they didn't see your value, again, that does not mean you are not valuable. Psalm 27, 10 reminds us that even if my father and mother abandoned me, the Lord will hold me close. The reason that I bring this up is I started doing some research from a psychology standpoint. And a psychologist wrote in the Psychologist Anytime Anywhere blog that emotional rejection is the feeling a person experiences when disappointed about not achieving something desired. It's commonly experienced in a quest of emotional relations, romantic couples, social and group settings, professional world as it relates to advancement. It's all these different things. But when you think about even family relationships, 
We want to achieve something. We want to feel loved. We are wired to be accepted. That's why rejection oftentimes is so painful. And a licensed clinical psychologist by the name of Jacqueline Lopez Whitmer said that rejection results in hurt feelings and sadness and can heighten anxiety and depressive symptoms because a different psychologist and board certified neurotherapist, Dr. Katherine Jackson, said that rejection results in hurt feelings or emotional pain the same way it processes physical pain, excuse me, your brain processes a rejection or emotional pain the same way. So when we think about our brain, our brain feels that rejection as though it's physical. And it is. It literally can cause hormone changes, body aches, changes in your digestive tract you may not want to eat. It actually can cause physical pain in your heart. For some people, it can lead to heart attacks because of heartbreak. And then your mind is in this cycle. You're constantly replaying what happened, why you weren't good enough, what you could have done differently. When the truth is, if someone else makes a choice to not choose you, you can choose yourself. There is nothing that is stopping us from choosing ourselves and going back to our source. So I brought up that example of a rejection sticker because we take our car back to the body shop. Why don't we take our soul, our hearts, our minds back to our maker? Why don't we take it back and say, God, I give you my rejection. I give you my pain. I give you my abandonment. I give you my hurt so that you can heal me, make me new, make me whole, make me over. And when I think about it, there are so many people that are hurting and it hurts my heart to know how many people feel like they are not good enough. That's why I started this work over 12 years ago because I was going through a cycle of rejection in, in the workplace where no matter what I did, I busted my butt day in and day out to show that I was good enough. I was going above and beyond. I had better results than many individuals, but those individuals were the ones being put on a pedestal, not me. And I felt so low at one point that I even started to wonder you know, about myself, about my abilities. And I remember someone said to me because I disagreed with them that I couldn't communicate. The truth of the matter was they were embarrassed because I was correct and I called them out. And then all of a sudden the narrative that they started to spread about me was that she can't communicate. And for a period in my life, I stopped talking. That's exactly what the enemy wanted me to do. He wants to shut me up. But like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I am a, I have, I feel like a well. There is so much inside of me that God is trying to get out. And it's not just for me. I truly believe that he's trying to get it out because it will set someone free. Our test creates a testimony. Our testimony is not just for us. Our testimonies are to bring God glory. But so often, because of the hurt, because of the sadness, because of the pain we feel, we feel like, well, if the world rejected me, that must mean God doesn't, doesn't want me either. God rejects me. Well, it's a good thing that God doesn't operate like the world, because one day the world will love you and the next day they will hate you. The same people that will put you on a pedestal will put you beneath their feet. 
But I remember in the word when God told individuals to go into the cities and preach the gospel, he also told them to shake the dust off their feet. If they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet and you keep going. So I'm here to encourage someone today, whatever it is you're going through, shake the dust off your feet because God has set you apart. God called you for a purpose. God knows you're valuable. God loves you. When people discount you, when people discredit you, when people reject you, God approves you. He says, bring your soul back to the body shop. Let me fix it. So when you get inspected again, you can get your car back on the road. Your car being your mind, your car being your heart, your car being your soul, your car being your spirit, not letting them disturb your joy or take your peace. We give people too much power, too much power to dictate how we live, what we do, what we say. And God is like, bring it back to me. Don't let people put a rejection sticker on you, especially when God has already said who you are. Psalm 118.22 says the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. So for anyone that doesn't know what a cornerstone is, let me educate you. By definition, it is an important quality or feature on which a particular thing depends or is based. It's a stone that forms the base of a corner of a building joining two walls. Some of us have been between the two walls and we don't even realize that we're the reason that the wall is still being held up, okay? They can reject you, but God is chosen you to be the cornerstone. First Peter 2, 4 says, you are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. Christ was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God. Some of you have been rejected by people, but you are chosen by God. The mistakes you make do not define you. Like I said, I'm walking through a very tough season right now, but God. My confidence is being restored in him and what he says about me, what he says I can do. I know that I am here to break generational curses. I am here to set people free. I always said I wanted to be blessed to be a blessing. And even though I make mistakes, I have literally, in times where I felt rejected, for instance, in the job situation, I kept applying for other jobs. I was running to try to find another job to fill that void of feeling rejected in the one I was in. But you know what? God wouldn't let me get out. He wouldn't let me get out because there was something he needed to do. He needed to prepare me for the next level because some of us, the reason we can't go to the next level is because we haven't mastered where we are now. We haven't trusted God enough. Now we're throwing away our confidence. And he was like, do not give what is holy to dogs, lest they turn and rend you. And if you know what rend means, it means to tear apart violently. Some of us have been torn apart violently by the words that people say by the way that they treat us. But God is like, no, do not give what is holy to dogs. Do not cast your pearl before swine because a dog will trample it. Pigs will tear it apart. Know who you are. Know your value. If that job doesn't value you, that's okay. There will be a job that will. There will be a job that appreciates what you bring to the table, that appreciates your honesty, that appreciates you just being who you are. You don't have to try to fit into a mold that you are meant to break. I know that I'm here to break molds. I know that I'm here to shine a light. And this morning as I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, sometimes I motivate myself and I think this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. 
And there is no devil in hell that can stop that unless I let him. And I refuse to leave this earth not fulfilling my purpose. And that purpose is to help other people. That purpose is to um, exhort the Lord and, and praise him and, and just give him praise for everything that he's done so that he will be glorified and not me. I am a person. I am going to make mistakes. I'm going to make people mad, I'm sure. I'm going to say things that people will disagree with. I'm not God. I am a person. I want to be a vessel used by God. He can turn it around. And ironically, um, this morning when I was on Facebook, one of my really good friends from childhood posted a post. And it is so very true. And I, I shared it because it was a repost uh, from a gentleman named William Pollock. And he said, never base or never judge someone based on a season. Some of you, this rejection for you is a season, baby. It's about to be over. One season, David was a shepherd. The next season, he was a king. One season, Ruth was working in the field. The next season, she was owning the same field. One season, Mordecai was sitting outside of the king's palace. The next season, he was inside the palace. We serve a God who turns things around, the God of unmerited favor and grace, okay? He will turn it around for you. And when I say my heart is heavy, it is heavy because I see so many people who are feeling rejected, who are feeling down, who have a broken heart, who have a broken spirit. And now as I look back, I thank God for the times I was rejected because I wouldn't be able to come to you today and stand before you not having experienced the experiences that I have and gone through the things that I have. There was a song back in the day. <laughs> now, this song is not a, it's a secular song, but it's called Breakups to Makeups. But some of the breakups, baby, you got to let it go. Ain't no making up. It's done. Let the past be in your past unless God brings it back together. And some stuff God didn't even form. We did that. And he was like, now you're reaping the benefits of what you wanted. And some of us are reaping the benefits of what we say. I follow prophetess Tiffany Montgomery, and she's been talking a lot about our words. What we say, our words hold power, they hold value. So I've had to personally repent for some of the words I've spoken that help breed those feelings of rejection. I don't have to repeat or receive what someone says to me from their own limited perspective or view. We are all a culmination of our experiences, our knowledge, and just who God made us, who we're wired to be. So just because you have a limited perspective of who you think I am, it doesn't mean that you know everything about me. People on social media, I find it so interesting how they will comment on someone else's page in a negative manner and then have a private page where they don't want to share anything about themselves, but they can say everything about someone else's life, what they do and how they do it. If we were to open that closet, it would be interesting to see the bones that fell out, those skeletons. So I know for me, I am realizing like, let people talk, let them say what they want to say. You don't have to receive it. And I looked up what breakups do to individuals. And um, there is a, another um, article where they talked about breakups and heartbreak. And Dr. Elisa Robbins, she's also a consultant. She focuses on this specifically. And she said, when we are in love, our body releases uh, several different hormones like dopamine. Um, and dopamine, of course, makes us excited. 
But a breakup means that those love hormones are no longer the primary chemicals in our brain. So then it caused physical and emotional pain. So rather than being bathed in love, feeling good hormones, she says, our brain is soaking up cortisol and epinephrine. We're starting to become stressed and it's literally releasing the fight or flight chemicals in our brain. And that is why we have those outward experiences in our body, in our digestive tract, in our mind, and we can't let it go. But it's because what we think about tends to manifest. What we talk about also manifests. But what we're feeling is a result of that experience. So again, we have to go back to the maker and say, God, make me over. In Romans 15, 13, it says, I pray that God who gives hope will bless you with complete happiness and peace because of your faith. And may the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with hope. And the reason I want to share that particular scripture is because in Hebrews, it reminds us not to throw away our confidence for if we are patient, it will be richly rewarded. And the enemy wants to stop us from having that reward. He wants to stop us from having faith. He wants to stop us from having hope. But in Romans 15, 13, again, it says, I pray that God who gives hope, hope, also a synonym for confidence, will bless you with complete happiness and peace because of your faith, your faith, your confidence, your trust, your belief in God, and may the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with hope, with confidence. Hence the reason this show is called Confidence Restored. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. First Peter five and seven, give all of your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. So in the morning when you wake up, you know, Mary J. Blige says, good morning, gorgeous. Good morning, God. He cares about me. Good morning, God. He cares about you. Second Corinthians 12, nine, but he replied, my kindness is all you need. My power is strongest when you are weak. So if Christ keeps giving me his power, I will gladly brag about how weak I am. Here I am, Lord. I'm weak. I make it. I've made mistakes. I'm pretty sure I will make mistakes, but I'm trusting you that you will help me walk through those things so that I don't keep making the same mistakes, that I don't keep on chasing after people to fill a void that only you can fill. For those in romantic relationships, things may not have worked out. It's easy to go and chase after that feeling, that high of like, oh my gosh, I just want someone to love me. And sometimes you repeat that vicious cycle because until you get out of the cycle of rejection, you will keep on attracting people that will reject you. Those spirits will attract and you will start to feel that same thing again because you weren't healed. When you are healed, you are able to set up boundaries and draw lines in the sand and say, wait a minute, baby, don't cross this line. But too many of us, because we are healed, we're chasing after that feeling and that feeling gets us hurt. Again, don't let people put a rejection sticker on you. Take your vehicle your vehicle being your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit. Take your vehicle back to the body shop, back to the maker. Get your authentic parts. He said, come back to me. I'm going to make you new. I will make you over. 
He will make us over. And no matter how weak we are, the enemy wants to keep us in a cycle of condemnation, feeling like this happened to you because you did this. This happened to you because you did that. This happened to you because you were born out of wedlock. The devil is a liar. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who believe. But I'm starting to understand more how it separates us because we're afraid to go back to the source. We're like, God, I made that mistake. I did this yesterday. I did that two weeks ago. I did that 10 years ago. I can't go to God. I'm going to go in a corner and hide. I want to cover up my nakedness like Adam and Eve in the garden when they sinned. And they ate from the, the tree. Knowing that they shouldn't have, but now they knew good and evil. And some of us, our experience is what keeps us in this cycle. We know too much. Sometimes we need to move back into childlike faith where we say, okay, God, I trust you. I know I've made some mistakes, but I know what your word says about me. God called David a man after his own heart. Even with the things that David had gone through and the things that David had done. Because he kept God at the center. And he made mistakes because he's not perfect. but where we fail is when we don't repent and when we don't, when we pretend that we don't make mistakes, when we go and hide. And so for any of us that are hiding today from the person that we've become because we've been rejected or the person that we've become because of life experiences, you don't have to hide anymore. Give it to God. And when I tell you this message, mm, God is so good. This message is also like I said, as much as it is for other people, God is like, I'm trying to pour into you. I'm trying to give you more. If you open your hand and you pour out, I will pour in. For some of you, he's trying to pour in, but your hands are closed. Open your hands. Let it flow. Let it come out and more will come in. He can't give you anything in your hands if you have your hands closed. If you have tight fists, what can you receive? What can you receive? The more you give, the more it will be given to you. Press down, shake it together. So for whoever this message is for, I hope you are encouraged today. I can tell you this message was for me. <laughs> I am being restored and restored, meaning restoring my confidence in God and who he says I am. And that goes for me on the job, me in my home life me and relationships, me and friendships, me and family, but it also goes for you. Every experience that you have has made you who you are. Don't be ashamed. Let me tell you, I am unashamed of who I am. I am unashamed of my experiences. And for anyone that can't accept me for who I am, it's okay. Like the word said, shake the dust off your feet and keep it going. Because the one thing I do not want to have happen at the end of my life and in 1 Samuel, that is why Saul was rejected. He was rejected because he, he needed the approval of people. The opposite of rejection is approval. Saul needed the approval of people and God rejected him. He was called to be king. He was called to do great things in the kingdom, but he was rejected. Why? He was rejected in his calling because he needed the approval of people. And I'm trying to break that cycle, baby. I do not need people's approval. 
when God has already approved me. You don't need people's approval when God has already approved you. That doesn't mean go out here, live crazy, live reckless, do what you want to do. But you don't need other people to affirm what God has told you. And another thing, sometimes we look for other people to give us a word from God. And God is like, come to me. I am the source, the Holy Spirit. He left his comforter with us, the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we ignore that small, still voice. Some people say, oh, it's just your intuition. I feel like that is the Holy Spirit trying to guide us to keep us from making a wrong turn, to keep us here on this earth, to keep us from going down a wrong path. The thing is, we have choices. When we get to that fork in the road, we can choose to go right or go left. We can make the right choice or the wrong one. It's up to us. And the outcomes are based on our choices and our decisions. So in my case, the times where I felt rejected, I kept on feeling like if I give a little bit more, if I do a little bit more, if I tell people more about my heart and where I'm coming from, maybe they'll understand and not reject me. But the truth is, if they want to do what they want to do, they're going to do it regardless of what you say and what you do. So move on. And I I was uh, recording one day. I, I Like I always say, I get these messages randomly. They'll drop in my spirit or I'll just be walking. And I'm like, where did that come from? That's random. But I literally recorded one night in the middle of the night. I woke up. I hadn't, hadn't posted it on social media yet. But I was like, you better learn how to slip and slide, shuck and jive, or move out of their way if they can't decide. Because I literally thought about how so many of us are sitting here trying to get approval from people. And it's like, no, baby, shuck and jive, move a slide, get out their way when they can't decide. If they are not sure about you, be sure about yourself and get on your way. It is okay. Move on your way. Move on your way and God will make a way. He will restore you. He will restore what the locusts tried to eat. He will restore that which has been broken, that trust. He is not like what we experience on this earth. And so often because we experience abandonment and rejection in real life, we expect God to do the same thing. How can he choose me? How can he use me? How can I be so low and God take me so high? But he can't take us there if we're full of pride. If when we get there, we're going to take glory like we did it in our own strength. I can tell you, like I said, I am just a vessel. I'm not proclaiming to be perfect. I just want to walk in my calling. I want to use my gifts and talents. I don't want to be like the person who buried their gifts. And when God comes back, he says, what did you do with what I gave you? If God gave you the gift of dance, dance. If God gave you the gift of song, sing. If God gave you the gift of whatever it is, prophecy, do it. Do it. You know what gifts he's given to you. Some of us let so many people speak on our gifts and tell us what we can't do or tell us that we're not good enough or that what we have is really not a gift. I am refusing to allow people to stop me from pouring out because I get messages all the time of how something simple that I might post or that I may say bless someone's life. Now imagine if I let the people who didn't understand my gifts or my calling dictate whether or not I decided to share what was on my heart. 
I believe that I am called to reach people. And I can reach them through the experiences that I've had. I can empathize because I've been there. I can say, hey, this is where God took me from. This is where God is taking me. This is where I am. This is where I'm going because I trust God that what his word says, I will live and not die. With long life will he satisfy me and show me his salvation. But I have to believe, I have to trust him. And today, you have to make a decision. Will he trust will you trust him? Will you go back to your source? Will you be willing to say, wait a minute, I know you rejected me. There were a few things that were wrong under the hood, but I got it fixed now. I went back to my maker, I got it fixed. Now there's a sticker of approval, but not the approval from people, but the approval from God. If we know how to take our cars to get it inspected, sometimes we have to take ourselves back to God to get us inspected and say, okay, God, purify my heart, purify my soul. That purification process, baby, is not for the faint at heart, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it. I don't know about you. I'm not trying to go to hell. And, and hell is hotter than what we've been experiencing. I definitely don't want to go there. But the word says that we believe and we confess that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. The enemy has a lot of us tricked and confused, but go back to the word. You don't have to take my word for it. Go back to the word. It's in there. And that's what we should speak, the word. Believe and confess that Jesus is Lord. So on this day and every day, I just hope and pray that you are encouraged and that this message blesses your spirit. Like I said, this show is all about restoring confidence in who God says we are. And it's all about getting mentally fit through stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. And this show airs on all major podcast platforms. I recommend that you share it because you never know whose life can be touched by this message. Just because you don't, think someone might need it. You never know what they're going through behind closed doors. Many of us are fighting battles that no one ever sees. So for today's episode, I'm going to close us out in prayer. And then I pray that you would have a good day and that you would remain hopeful, keep your confidence and know who you are. In the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you now, giving you praise, glory, and honor, thanking you for this day, Lord God. We pray that you will forgive us for any sins that we have committed against you. And Lord God, we pray that you would just allow us to come to you open and honest about who we are, what we've done, and asking for true repentance, and then renouncing any curses that we have spoken over our lives or that we've allowed to enter through covenant with people or situations, Lord God, that you did not um, that you did not put us in, that we may have been engaging in ourselves. We come against any witchcraft or any sorcery, anything that anyone is doing in the dark realm that they may not even be aware of, that you would bring it to their uh, remembrance and show them where they can get healing and be able to come back to you. For anyone who is feeling rejected or abandoned, Lord God, reminding them that they are the cornerstone, that they are the ones that you will allow to be able to hold up the walls, to be able to put things back together, to be able to create a foundation, Lord God, and stand in the midst of so much trial, 
tribulation and trouble that we face in this world. We pray for protection for everyone that is listening to this show and for the people, Lord God, your people, your children all over the world that need you, who are crying out, that need you right now, who are facing illness, um, who are facing rejection, who are going through situations in their household and their families that would seek to tear them apart, Lord God. But we know that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, a spirit of joy, a spirit of peace. You've given us a spirit of a sound mind. You've just given us so much that sometimes we forget what we have. And I pray that anyone listening, Lord God, that they would come back to you as the source. What the world rejects, you accept because you made us, you knit us in our mother's womb. You know us, you know what we can become. You also know what we may do, but you can use everything for your good if we come to you and if we believe. So Lord God, right now, I pray that you would be with your people, that you would touch them, that you would heal their hearts, that you would heal their minds, that you would heal their spirits and let them know that you see them. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters what you say. And we come to you, Lord, thanking you for what you say about us. And we come to you thanking you for keeping us here another day to be able to open our eyes and be able to go forth and love and live and share and be in in the land of the living one more day to get it right. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. We thank you that you still trust us even when we disappoint you, that you trust us to be able to carry your word forth into the ends of the earth and that you will use us, us us cracked vessels. We are just simply clay pots, but your light can shine through those cracks. So I pray right now, Lord God, anyone that is feeling like this, feeling rejected, that you would restore their confidence in you and what you say about them. No matter if their family rejected them, if a job rejects them, if someone in a romantic relationship rejects them, if their friends reject them, if they feel alone, that you would fill them up and let them know that they can come out of this place. We come against the spirit of anxiety and depression and worry. We pray that you would just cover your people, Lord God, and give them wisdom with regard to whom they should be in relationship with, whom they should share with, whom they should talk to so that they may not be trampled or rendered by those who they think will be there to approve and accept them. If people don't accept them, Lord, allow them to shake the dust off their feet and keep their head held high and keep going and walk knowing that their true confidence comes from you because they are fearfully and wonderfully made. We give you praise, glory, and honor on this day. We pray for your continued protection as we walk through these times and these seasons. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Yes, that is the message for today. God has got you. When people reject you, don't worry because God has accepted you. Your confidence can be restored in what he says about you. On that good note, I pray that you have a blessed day, that the rest of your week will be well, and that you are coming up outside of that valley of rejection and you are climbing up to the mountaintop where you can hold your head high and look back and look at all the things you've been able to overcome and say, I made it.
and my confidence has been restored in the one true God and what he says about me and who I am. So be blessed. And until next time, keep on keeping on. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe, and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.